0: All right, and welcome to the second episode of the Asli podcast, made and produced by myself, Ali Kameha. How you guys doing? Hope everybody's doing great. So what do we have to talk about today? We're going to talk about some NBA basketball, Luka and the Clippers. All right. Luca, what I have to say about Luca, I think the tide on Luca is about to turn. What do I mean by that? It happens to every superstar that does. It happens to all of them. When they come in the league, what happened to Luca? When he came in the league, he didn't get drafted. There was a little. There's a huge controversy because Atlanta Hawks and the Phoenix Suns and I believe Sacramento Kings all had a chance to draft Luka Doncic, but because he was uh, playing in Europe and he's a European player. There wasn't a lot of media attention and information about him, and not a lot of people knew how well he was gonna do in the NBA. So his stock fell. So since since that happened, Luca came in the league on fire. So a lot of people in the media that were that didn't have him going number one. Started to feel protective of Luca. All everybody started to protect Luca. Luca started to get all these praises. Luca's this Luca's that. Luca triple doubles. Everything is Luca. Last year he makes the all-star. This year MVP talks. But then the season starts. And I think people are now have Luca fatigue. First time um, we're hearing people complaining about Luca not coming in shape. All his complaining to the ref. And he is the biggest complainer and whiner. And these guys watch film. Like, do they not see themselves how we see them on TV? Because they don't play once a week like NFL. These guys are on our screen four times a week for 2 hours at a time and if you're acting like that all the time like it gets annoying for the fan. And yesterday was when I was watching them why why am I saying Lucas Tide is almost over? I have to say, it is because, for the first time yesterday, I hate the Clippers. Because they took Kawhi Leonard from the Raptors. I hate them. But yesterday, for the first time, I felt myself almost feeling bad for the Clippers so much that I sort of was rooting for them to make a comeback and beat Luka. And if... I'm starting to root against Luka and like wanted the Clippers over Luka. I think it's only about time before you're going to see the media turn. Not the casuals because the casuals just see Luka's highlights. The ones that have been watching him in and out. Because his game, I know he has assists and everything. But it does have a little bit of of a James Harden feel of it where it doesn't feel everybody's inclusive all the time sometimes. Sometimes it can feel stagnant because of maybe how reliable they are on Luca, or maybe they just get used to standing around or running to the three-point line behind the three-point line when Luca has the ball. I don't know what it is, but... Luca, the tide is going to turn very soon. Unfortunately, but it happens to everybody, and I think it's it's the way he he handles it is going to tell a lot because I don't think he's ever been hated on yet at the level he's going to experience soon. Because in Europe, he's always been the prodigy, the it boy. Um, You know? Magic. Luka. Now when it turns it's gonna be it's gonna be quite a scene to see how he handles it. Clippers sad to see. I just like I just told you guys, I hate the Clippers because I'm a Raptors fan. I love Kawhi. I He chose to go to the Clippers. Great for him. But I can still hate the Clippers. And I hate the Clippers. But they have... They don't have it. If I'm in the Western Conference, if I was Dallas, I would not be scared to go up against the Clippers. And I think this year, a lot of teams aren't scared of the Clippers because last year... They got exposed. The Clippers are just all huff and puff. And if you punch them back and if you're willing to keep fighting, you can you can make them give up. And it's you we all thought that when Kawhi got there that he would be The influential piece. And the team will take over after Kawhi. But unfortunately. It seems like. Kawhi is taking after the team. And the one. There's a couple of. I don't even understand. How they still have Lou Williams on that team. You can watch that man play. And he's just not happy to be there. He does not want to play for the Clippers organization. There's still stuff, you can still see it, that they have not talked about. And there's still, certain people still feel a certain way about things. In that locker room. And you can see the way it reflects on the court when things aren't going well. The way Lou Williams starts looking at Zubat and the way Lou Williams likes to look at everybody else when he misses a defensive assignment, I think it's getting on a lot of people's nerves. And I have to say I was very surprised too with what they did with the coaching. Because Tyron Lue was there with Doc Rivers. And then you fire Doc Rivers, but you keep Tyron Lue. That just does not make sense. Why not get rid of all of them together? If it didn't work, like, what... Well, what is Tyron Lue going to do this time around that he wasn't able to do last time around? It's the same team. Except they don't have the shine on them this year. Last year they had the shine. Last year we didn't know what they could do. So the ceiling was the limit, right? But this year, we saw what happened to you last year, and you don't look any better. And I think Kawhi, man, I know he loves it in LA, but Kawhi with the Raptors, especially last year. I think last year, we would have been able to go again. We would have been able to make it to the Eastern Conference with the Raptors. That's the honest truth. Ain't no lying about that. Another subject that I'd like to talk about is The Patriots and Bill Belichick They're in the news Right now Because they went on a Spending spree For the first time It's um, Not typical of The Patriots To be spending money on the first day Of free agency And That's what Has caused All this commotion is people are wondering, are the Patriots, well actually, is Bill Belichick finally changing his ways after what happened last year? Now, I do have to say something. I respect, I have so much respect for Bill Belichick. And the Bill-Tom debate is a very, very stupid debate. Um, They both needed each other. The best way to put it is, in the first nine years, nine and a half years of his career, it was the Patriots defense. It was Bill Belichick. He was teaching Tom Brady, and Tom Brady was there, soaking everything up like a sponge. And then you have and then the next nine year nine and a half years of his career at the Patriots, it was Tom Brady that was keeping the Patriots relevant. It was Tom Brady that was helping them win Super Bowls and leading them back to the Super Bowl year after year. And what I have to say is this. I was so disappointed in Bill Belichick when he let Tom Brady go. Because you hear all these things. Oh, he's a Jedi. The art of war. This and that. But clearly now we can tell it was all about Bill's ego. He let his ego get in his way. And he's not good at confessing up to his mistakes of the draft. The whole reason they're out spending all this money and they spent on two tight ends is because they haven't been able to draft a tight end. And they have no offensive weapons. And it's time for people... Everybody... There's not a single person... That does not think Bill Belichick is a genius. But it does not mean that he does not make mistakes. And I think it's time for people in the media. To start holding him accountable. For his mistakes. Because. He honestly. The Kraft family. They have been super loyal. To Bill And everything else that's been happening around that organization. Because they, at the end of the day, they decided to take Bill over everybody else. People have been complaining about Bill Belichick and his ways for a while now. It's not because they don't like to do it the Patriot way. Or anything, or they want to have more fun. No. Bill Belichick is known to do what Bill Belichick wants. It doesn't matter what the team, what individuals are telling him, or asking him, or the advice, or anything. At the end of the day, he ends up doing what he wants to do. The Malcolm Butler benching. A lot of players leaving the Patriots organization, coaching, moving. It's because they were feeling like their voices weren't being heard. And Bill Belichick, for us, always crediting him as being a great leader. And he is. But a a great leader can also take criticism. And I don't think, unfortunately... Brady leaving, it didn't show us who meant more. No, it never did. Um, They're both colossals, Hall of Famers. They're both equivalently gigantic legacies behind. They're both remarkable in the world, in the realm of football, of course. In the realm of football. But what it showed you was, no matter what they try to say, no matter what you try to do, there's always a human element in sports. It's the reason why super teams don't work out sometimes, right? And Tom Brady, as we saw, is that... Is the only human element, apparently, that was in that Patriot building. And once he left, the dark cloud came. And I think Belichick did not appreciate what kind of things that Tom Brady took off his shoulder. The social activities that he took off his shoulder that he didn't have to do. Belichick didn't have to worry about because Tom Brady took control of that locker room. And Bill, it's time for him to change. Or you know what, man? I have dinosaurs, dinosaurs, dinosaurs. I'm gonna relate this very quickly. I I worked in the car sales. There was an older gentleman when I first started. He goes by the name of Dave Malik. When I started, that man looked like he was 70. He wasn't, he was 50, but he always looked like he was 70. He had an old school suit, like the one that you would see in the 60s with the vest and the hat. And he would wear it every single day. He had all these suits, he would wear them all fully dressed and he would even act the way he would act and talk and everything was as if he was still in the 60s and I don't know if you guys know a lot but in the 60s the people that really bought cars were just men white men let's be honest so they never respected women unfortunately back then so if you're a dinosaur and you're going to stay how you are, what do you think happened to Dave Malik? Dave Malik didn't change his attitude towards women. Dave Malik never changed his attitude towards minorities. And you know what would happen? People would walk in there and they would see him. Some people would laugh and think it was a gag and think they were being transported back to the 1960s. But 90% of the people uncomfortable with him and what is it it's because he just refused to change dinosaurs if you're not willing to accept change no matter how great you are at one point and if you cannot accept criticism then how are you ever gonna change How are you ever going? If you always think you're right, that means you're always gonna do things in the same way. Influencers. History, history, history. You can always tell a lot throughout history of how strong a society was or where a society was in advancement based on the influencers of that society at that time. You look at the time when you had Michelangelo, when he was the influencer. Look at all the amazing things that were happening around him at that time and that he was responsible for. Look at now who our influencers are. You look at, you take a look at Forbes most influential people for 2020. Majority of them are entertainers. Why? Because we are so bored in life that we are looking for entertainment. So much that the people that influence our life are now entertainers. How mind-blowing is that? Before your influencers were like Albert Einstein, the Picasso's, People that were winning Nobel Peace Prizes. And astronauts. And those people were the heroes. That you saw on TV. Now. I bet if you go to a kid. And ask him to name an astronaut. Does he know an astronaut? How many kids growing up now. Say. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a doctor. I want to be. A space engineer or are we getting more of i want to be a social media influencer i want to have my own show about what though you can become a doctor and still have your own show That's that's what's happening is people wanna have their own show and unfortunately a lot of people now think at a younger age that they know everything. My generation I think is called the I know everything generation. Because we believe we have the internet, we have Google, we have an iPhone, we have the internet, we know everything. But you haven't lived life. You have, you have no life experiences. And I'm talking about myself when I'm talking about this. I'm not talking about anybody in specific. I'm talking about how I was when I was young. When I was 19, 20, 21, 22, 26. I don't need it. No, I know. I can look it up. I can watch a YouTube but Why? Why not, you know, listen to somebody that has had life experiences similar to yours? Or it might be going through things. And I feel like that's where connections, that's where people are losing connections. Because we start to rely too much on technology. You no, know, I, I can find the TV. I can do this. I can do that. When before we used to, you know, call a friend, reach out to a friend. Hey, man, do you know somebody that has this? Yo, I'm I'm trying to sign up for this class. You know what I mean? Instead of trying to self help and do all these self help books, we forget to create these connections of people that have different life experiences. Self-help is great, but you need to talk to people too. There's only so much that you can help yourself and that you can be self-critical about and reflective about. And that's what could help mental health. Mental health is huge. And it's talking about these things to friends. Because this all started, I'll be honest, one of my friends two years ago came up to me and he was so mad because he was he was sort of like you know going through a hard time for about 3 months but he didn't tell any of us because we normally you know don't talk about that kind of stuff we just handle it ourselves and he's like man it sucks like you know da 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 and he started talking he's like man we should be able to talk about this stuff because when he started talking about it, I started talking with them. da-da-da, man, things come. You know, as you're talking sometimes out loud to somebody, you might yourself start to realize things that you didn't, you know, that you weren't thinking about. And especially men. Because we don't, you know, everybody likes, oh, no, don't talk, don't show, don't do this. Yeah, of course, you know, to a certain point, but you still got to have, you know, a friend, uh, whatever it is, somebody that you can confide to. You can't always be all alone in this world. We always like to say, we always have this lone wolf mentality and Throughout the movies and everything, we always want to have this, you know, lone wolf mentality. That oh, everybody hates us, everybody doubted us, we had nobody in our corner. It's okay if you, you know, reach out and some people help support you. Because it'll change your life. If you reach out, and honestly, somebody actually listens and is there for you. It'll change your life because that feeling that you that you'll get will make you want to reciprocate that to somebody else. You'll start looking for people that you'll see. You know, might not be having the. Might be looks looking stressed, and you might be like, Yo, man, I know you're stressing. You'll come talk to me. Tell me. Because you you knew what that felt like, and that's what I mean about experience. You can read about that in a book. You know, oh, this is how it's going But if you go do it, man, if you and the person that you do it too, man, they take a lot of pride in that because they know who you are, and they know if man if this person Ali's coming confide in me. All right, you know. And that's why you gotta build these connections so therefore you have that trust to be able to go to talk to these people and meet with these people. And nothing, nothing bonds anybody more than experiences, man. Online friends are great, but you still gotta go meet those people, man. Meet them, meet up with them, or something. Cause you gotta have an experience, whether it's a road trip, or whether you guys just whatever it is, man. It's it's experience is what bonds you, build connections. That's my advice. And don't burn bridges. You might say to yourself at 19, 20, you'll fuck this person. I don't need them in my life, right? I don't need to talk to them ever again in my life. All right, you don't have to ever talk to them ever again in your life. But at the same time, you don't have to disrespect them and do this and do that, for what? You don't know in the future what might happen. You don't know in the future if you might need this person or how this person might change. Just always remember that. I know it's hard, it's very hard. And it takes a lot to think like that. And it's not easy. And I can't say I I used to do that all the time or things like that either. But it's it's advice that I wish I had taken. I was given it. But it is advice that I wish I was that I did take. And I want to make sure I pass that on. That's the positive message for today. Go out there, build connections. Online friends, whatever it is, man. Meet up with them. Go on a road trip. Take a hike. Whatever it is, man. Let's go meet. And this COVID, this whole pandemic, I don't care who you are, but you must have realized how much human interaction means to you. So let's not get out of this pandemic and forget that feeling that you felt. Remember that. And build connections. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Anybody that listens. Appreciate it. Send me an email. Ali, A-L-I, 11, Kameha, K-M-A-I-H-A, at gmail.com. Any email. Would love any email. Thank you guys.